0: where today at 2 o'clock the Edmonton Oilers hit the ice after the All-Star break. This is Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex by at least your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Jam-packed edition of uh, Oilers Now coming up for you today. John Shannon, our NHL insider at 1235 for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Reid Wilkins and myself will have a a conversation on where the Edmonton Oilers are at coming out of the All-Star break, 42 games into the season, 40 games left over the next 81 days, and we'll get an update from the farm where Jay Woodcroft, Dave Manson, Keith Gretzky's group, 12-1-4 12-1-4 in their last 17 games, despite multiple player recalls and COVID situations. Maybe not the deepest American League team right now, but they're finding ways to gut out and get results most nights. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The slot machines at the River Cree now open 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning. Non-stop excitement. Biggest game in floor in Western Canada. Plus, daily dining specials at more than their 10 great restaurants and bars. For more- For more information, head to RiverCoreaResort.com. Uh, should tell you that uh, you can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to com for more info. Or on Twitter at Oilers. Now you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper, and tweet Brendan Escott, who's back at the 630 Chad Studios, at Brendan with two Es, Escott with two Ts. We'll tell you we opened with Guns and Roses today because yesterday was Axel Rose's 60th birthday. And I will tell you that in the late 1980s, early 1990s, um, Guns N' Roses might have been the single, I mean... You 2 had a you know a huge album, obviously, uh, the Joshua Tree uh, during the 86-87 season, but Guns N' Roses were massive in the late 1980s and early 1990s. All right, our top story, just got a little bit of breaking news. It's minor, but a little bit of uh, news for you. Top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, we will tell you that the Edmonton Oilers, have activated off of uh, the injured reserve list, Mike Smith. They've placed Chris Russell on IR. They've recalled uh, defenseman William Lagason from Bakersfield and they've loaned to Bakersfield Olivier Rodriguez. Again, those moves, and this literally just happened a minute ago. Uh, activated off of IR, Mike Smith. Placed on IR, Chris Russell. Recalled from Bakersfield, William Lagasson, and loaned to uh, Bakersfield, Olivier Rodriguez. It was the All Star weekend. Uh, just a Special shout-out to all of the volunteers and support people that were out at Sakers Acres on uh, Shake uh, Bread Sakes Place on Friday. The members of the Edmonton Oilers and Montreal Canadiens alumni, they put on a show. Uh, it was limited viewing due to the fact that uh, we were going through what we're going through right now uh, with the, the COVID uh, challenges during the pandemic. But uh, we had a lot of fun out there. The players put on quite a show. The Oilers rallied late <laughs> and eventually won in a shootout. It was a great time for a great uh, uh, cause. That's uh, uh, Alberta Long as well as uh, Northwest Territories special day. It was great working with Jack and Tony Brar on it and Mojo and all the gang, Keith Hoag, um, out at uh, uh, Sacred Acres So we had a super time on Friday night. Missed the skills competition. Uh, watched a little bit of the All-Star Game, not a lot of it on Saturday, but we're going to go to the Orders Now Audio Vault right now for direct work, where featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Leon Drysettle had these comments about the vibe at the All-Star Game.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was obviously a diff-
0: different uh, environment, a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's always loud here. It's I think atmosphere-wise, one of the the best best buildings in the um, in the league. So uh, it was fun fun being here on on the other side, maybe a little bit, and uh, I had a good time. Returned. And uh, the, the, there was an Euler connection to the second shift of the game for the Pacific Division, which was Connor McDavid, Leon Drysettle and Jordan Eberle. And here's Dreisaitl and playing with Eberle again. It's been a long time since, uh, <laughs> since that, that was the case. So um, it was great catching up with Abby. Um We obviously played with him for, for quite a while. So, um, you know, he's a good, good friend of ours, and uh, it was great seeing him again. Uh, meanwhile, Connor McDavid added these additional thoughts on the highlight of the All-Star weekend that was. Just the, the, the atmosphere and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's Vegas, and you know, the fans here are so great, and they're so passionate. So it's um, you know, just fun to, to, to be out there and be part of the show and, and uh, you know feel that uh, that energy from the crowd. And uh, the Oilers open up a stretch here starting tomorrow against Vegas. A doubleheader day down at Rogers Place. Connor Bedard, the Regina Pats in a hockey hookie, 11 o'clock matinee. And then that night, the Vegas Golden Knights without Jack Eichel, though he is skating now. uh, Vegas Golden Knights to take on Edmonton. The uh, Oilers have beat the Golden Knights twice this year behind two stellar performances from Koskin Koskinen. McDavid had this to say in the quick return to game action, which starts tomorrow. This is a time where everyone's just trying to relax and enjoy themselves. Um, you know,
1: at the same time, this is uh, our only break for the next three months, so um, it's important that we can enjoy that and and and, uh, and like I said, relax. And I think everybody's
0: trying to do that. So um, you know, we'll worry about Vegas when they come in on Tuesday, and you know, just wanted to enjoy the weekend with everybody. Edmonton Oilers, meanwhile, adding Evander Kane got into three games on the three-game road. He scored a couple goals, went plus five. Connor McDavid says Kane elevates Edmonton's potential. Yeah, I think he's just—he's uh, a great skater. Um, he's a big, big man. Uh, plays really physical, and, and uh, you know, helps out a lot on the forecheck and and wins some of those battles. So, um, you know, it's been a small sample size, but it's uh, it's been uh, it's been good so far for our group. All right, uh, it was interesting. Uh, the team back on for full practice uh, today. at two o'clock there was ice available uh yesterday now again uh, technically it's it was off for the players um i will tell you uh because there were a couple of us down here at four o'clock um connor mcdavid and leon drysettle were on the ice yesterday along with darnell nurse so uh was a lot of guys out there and a lot of people traveling back and forth and that sort of thing um but whenever i get a suggestion from somebody about uh uh commitment level and that sort of thing and we've reiterated the point that uh, you know if your best guys are your hardest working guys or most committed guys or and and this is a little bit different because it, again it wasn't i wouldn't even call it an optional there was just ice available those guys capitalized on it and to me uh that often uh you know reveals a bit so uh we'll see how edmonton does here john shannon coming up again at 12 35 Edmonton Oilers opening up a busy, a busy stretch. 40 games uh, over the course of the next 81 days, and that all starts uh, tomorrow. And we will tell you that uh, you know when you sit there and break down the Edmonton Oilers. Um, uh, schedule the orders so far this year are twenty three sixteen and three. They're five zero and one in their last six games against the Western Conference this year. Edmonton is seventeen and six versus the Pacific. Edmonton is ten and two. Starting. Um, Tomorrow, 40 games in 81 days, 27 of those 40 games are against the West. Again, Edmonton 17-6 against the West this year. And against the Pacific Division, the Oilers have 14 games left. They're 10-2 and two, um, against the Pacific so far this year. Edmonton plays 20 games before the NHL trade deadline. Storylines for me to watch, and I think many of you would agree with this, where are we at with goaltending? I mean, Mike Smith, Miko Koskinen. Uh, again, Mike Smith has officially been activated off of IR. Can they give Edmonton that solid one-two punch in goal? The orders last year were a top team, a ten team in safe percentage. This year the orders are around twenty-fifth. Not good. Uh will Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman drive a dominant third line. I think there's a lot of confidence in the market right now that they can do that, that they can give the Edmonton Oilers special. Uh something special in that third uh, third line kind of role. and I don't people say, well Hyman didn't come here to be in the third line. Nugent Hopkins Those guys kill penalties. They play power play time. They're going to play like 17 to 19 minutes a game. So keep that in mind. And uh, another sort of storyline for me is besides the inevitable Dylan Holloway call-up, because you know it's coming uh, probably in April, what else do the Oilers uh, add uh, by the NHL trade deadline? And we've had a lot of discussion um, about some options that are out there. It's interesting in all of this. uh, You know what? Like if you're listening to a show called Oilers now – you probably have a vested interest in the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, we might have—I don't know—two to five percent of the listeners out there that are fans of other teams that maybe like, uh, you know, some of the guests that we get on the show, like Elliot Friedman and John Shannon and Speck on Tuesdays. By the way, Jeff Merritt's going to join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Brian Lawton—he's a very popular guest that we have on Wednesday. It, it all—you know—it all sort of depends on what you like. I mean, Louis DeBrusque and George Larocque provide a little bit different perspective, along with Kevin Weeks on Thursday. So. It might be the guest. But for a lot of the people out there, you're tied to this hockey club if you're listening to the show. And look, we're, uh, you know, in this day and age, you got to be up front. Like, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I want to see the Edmonton Oilers be successful. You know, it's it, it's, it's funny how things have gone in media. And we have terms like fake news. and well, Look what's occurred as an example with, say, CNN. Like, there was a time that CNN was the gold standard for coverage. Think back to the Gold War, uh, the uh, Gulf War, uh, going back, what? into the early 1990s i mean they did an unbelievable job at that time many would suggest that cnn was guilty of partisan politics and just as fox is uh, and it depends on where you come on the spectrum and this is where i get the the text coming out there uh, cactus jack texting our show saying bob for the collective sanity just talk hockey today i'm tired of freedom protests and mass says uh Cactus Jack, I just want to have a beer at the bar and not feel guilty. So, we're, you know we're, where we're going with this with the hockey's. We're being up front. Look, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I want to see the team be successful. Okay, uh, you listen to the show. Ninety percent of you that are listening want to see the Edmonton Oilers win. How do you get there? How do you get that extra two to three percent? You know, the Oilers uh, when they were sixteen and five, I think many of us knew mm-hmm, I got some concerns. You know. Um, down a couple bodies, maybe in, in the bottom six, especially with the fact that back on July 28th, you were counting on Josh Archibald and possibly Dylan Holloway to be on the team, uh, especially Archibald. Uh, and so that's why there was some discussion around some potential uh, suggestions from other teams, and and we'll see where this all goes because I'm going to circle back to point number three of what we discussed. You know, besides Dylan Holloway, what else do the Oilers do by the NHL trade deadline? We'll wait and see what they end up doing. The goaltending situation needs to play itself up. I do think with the addition of Evander Kane, there's more confidence in sort of the collective approach of what the forwards could do so Edmonton can have more depth because clearly they lack depth uh, during the course of uh, the playoff. I, you know, it's funny what happened. Eh? Like We had a, a few people when Edmonton lost the play-in series in Chicago, there were a couple writers and maybe another prominent media voice in the city, and they kind of for some inexplicable reason, pointed fingers at Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Oh, well, they didn't play good enough defense. Where most rational people looked at it and said, "Well, they didn't get enough saves. Neither of the two goaltenders played at the level that they did during the course of the regular season." Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, you know, he had a, you had some defensemen that didn't get to the level that they wanted to, and Chicago scored a bunch of deflection redirection goals. And, oh, by the way, Connor and Leon had 15 points in four games, and the Oilers lost a four-game series. Um, last year, when Edmonton lost to Winnipeg, the general consensus was, no, you know what, Halibut had a 9.50 save percentage, and the Oilers weren't deep enough. So constantly looking to see Edmonton uh, build greater depth. And it's interesting with what's going on right now, because for a lot of fans out there, I think there's a sense of excitement with what's going on in Bakersfield. Some of the... Uh, Uh, Take it one step further. Uh, You know, some of the picks that have been made later on, like, uh, Brendan, you were really excited at the 2019 draft when the Edmonton Oilers got Carter Savoy. Like, you literally yelped on the air and said, wow, they got Carter Savoy. Do you recall doing that? (laughs) Uh,
1: Of course I do, and I recall your reaction, too, absolutely. And what was my reaction? Doubt it was the most excited that you'd ever heard me. I think I, I was in shock. Well, guess what?
0: Good on you, because right now Carter Carter Savoy is tracking to be a potential hit for the. They got two guys like that in the last two draft years. One of them is Matvey Petrov, uh, who through twenty or thirty nine games this year has got twenty six goals and sixty two points, and is in the plus plus twenties. And the other one is. You know, Carter Savoy, who, you know, is in a situation here as a fourth round draft choice in 2019. There's some excitement about Carter Savoy. He's vastly improved his numbers. As a freshman last year at Denver University, he had 13 goals, 20 points in 24 games. And he was an even player. I mean, those are good numbers for a freshman. Well, this year, in 24 games in Denver, Denver's got a good team. But he's got 16 goals and 33 points in his plus 19. Like, if one of those two guys hits as a potential scoring forward for the Edmonton Oilers, that's massive. That's massive. I mean, that doesn't even include, you know, the first-round pick. Unfortunately, Xavier Borgo playing in the Quebec League, they're not playing right now uh, because of the how shut down the province is. Uh, the Oilers have got Holloway and Broberg in the minors right now playing for J. But I, I sense a fair amount of confidence with the uh, – in the marketplace, you know. Now the beauty of the situation is, it often takes four or five years to assess the amateur side of what's going on. I think back to Stu, quote unquote, the magnificent bastard uh, McGregor after the 2010 draft. Everybody was super stoked on the 10-11 productivity of players in junior that year. Not all of those guys ultimately ended up pan- uh, panning out, and Stu, in time, got some criticism. Pro scouting, you never know who influences what decision. You know, you make a trade for Athens CU, you got a general manager from the Detroit Red Wings, uh, you got a head pro scout from Detroit, a head amateur scout from Detroit, and a team trades two number twos and a number four for Athens CU and Mike Green, and then those guys, unfortunately, don't give Edmonton a lot of traction in the playoffs. The general perception is, well, you know, did those guys, you know, they would know those two players better than anybody. So there would be some consternation in the marketplace. That said, Dwayne Dog Sutter, when he was head pro scout, uh, was criticized at times. I think there's more of an immediacy on the pro scouting side, and I'll take it one step further. We don't know, you know, some of the the, the smaller signings, Kyle Turris, uh, Brendan Perlini. Derek Ryan. We're, we're not sure who campaigned for who in terms of those. Coaching would have an input on how the deployment works. Last year, the Oilers traded for Kulikov and elected not to play him in the final game against the Winnipeg Jets. Well, he's playing for Minnesota this year, and they got a good team. So it's, a, I, it's funny. I think there's a longer drawn-out process that takes place. On the amateur side, but right now there's a lot of positive energy with what Edmonton's got going on, developmentally speaking, in the organization. And there's, there's criticism that's easier because you see the players in the here and now on the pro side. And my only thing I would caution is you never know who's fully responsible for what. And, of course, one guy signs off in it all. And that, my friends, is the general manager. Uh, and that comes with the territory. And usually those guys have thick skins. Right? Like, that's that's the beauty of this. They can handle the criticism. Twelve twenty-five 25 at Edmonton. Hey, it's right in front of the Edmonton Oilers to go get. Right? They got 40 games left, a bunch against the Pacific, a bunch against the West. They're in the mix. They had a bad stretch of 15 games where they used a lot of players and didn't get a lot of stops. Go get it. Go make the playoffs. In the meantime, you got to continue to grind away to continue to improve your product. And, hey, speaking of product, we love that you listen to this show. And most of you our Oilers fans. And for the maybe five or ten percent that don't like the Oilers, well, thanks for listening. That's all I gotta say, man. Thanks for listening. All right. When we come back we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Casting from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty Chet. Tyler. This on the Ashley Pilors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. he says Bob don't even talk about Carter Savoy and uh, Matt V. Petroff without talking about Tyler Tulio he could be a sleeper as well scored his twentieth of the year yesterday two goal performance for Oshawa in the OHL to NHL today for our friend's elite promo elite promotional marketing company branded apparel products and awards all graded in-house shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com and here's Brendan Escott.
1: Two games tonight both in Ontario the Sens hosting New Jersey and Toronto hosts Carolina. 2023 all-star game will be hosted by the Panthers down in South Florida. Boston gets the winter classic. Chicago interviewing Scott Mellenby former oiler for the uh, general manager position there. Peter Shirelli got an interview late last week. The KHL has cancelled the rest of this season. They'll move straight to the playoffs immediately after the Olympic break pandemic cited as one of the reasons why. An update on Bakersfield from Jay Woodcroft at 1.35 today. Oil Kings fell 6-1 in Saskatoon on Friday night. They rebounded though against Prince Albert 5-2 on Saturday. They're home to uh, Regina tomorrow afternoon. CHL has reinstated the top prospects game by the way. It's scheduled for March 23 3rd. U of A beat up on Trinity Western, as expected, 6-3 and then 8-2 down in Langley. Uh, I believe they wrap up the regular season with a home-and-home against McEwen University here in town this week. And the Canada and the the USA, Bob, they face off in women's hockey at the Olympics tonight. 9 o'clock puck drop, Chad time. Top spot in Group A on the line.
0: All right, just on the U of A, I set the goals uh, 4 for the U of A at 17 and a half and said the Bears would beat that. They didn't, and the only and why they didn't. They had over 120 shots on goal combined in the two games against Trinity Western. It was local product Taylor Joseph, the goaltender, stood on his head Friday. Alberta had 65 shots on goal. The Bears also hit six goal posts and scored six goals, won 6-3, and Joseph was unbelievable. He got the start in the second game and then got pulled after giving up seven when the Bears had already 40 shots on goal halfway through the game. So, kind of called off the dogs on Saturday. So, there's your update for you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with kevin robertson and when we come back on oilers now john shannon for legacy heating and cooling oilers now
1: with bob Stoffer,
0: weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad